Welcome to Locally Sourced Joey, chat with Dre of the wonderful time of Dre. And if you have ever wanted your social media to just get better in, in any way, whether you want to learn how to use Instagram stories more effectively, uh, how to build your personal brand, or just how to, how to block me when you see my content all the time and you're like, no, I don't like that. I don't care for that. Uh, Dre's got you covered. Dre also has two courses, Impact to Income, about monetizing your message, and Illuminate and Elevate, which is a brand new one, a personal branding program made for social media. You'd be crazy not to check it out, but don't, don't take my word for it. I'll let Dre explain it a lot more eloquently. Let's hop on in. Well, cheers. What are we drinking for starters? We are drinking William Chris Vineyards Rosé, which is from the great state of Texas. Always, always love local Texas brands. I'm very excited for that. Yes, same. me too. Same, 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 same. So let's let's get the scoop. If you're, I don't want to say elevator pitch because that's basic, but if you're on an elevator and someone <laughs> has pushed a button, which the last time I was on an elevator, a bunch of people on there. Yeah. No one had pushed a button. Of course. And I said, what are we doing? Why are we all just standing here? And had to push it. So if someone pushes the button, yes. what do you say? So my name is Dre. I'm the face behind Time of Dre. Uh, I am a social media consultant that helps small businesses and personal brands master and monetize their message online. Um, and no, you know, I haven't always been doing this. I'm actually a pa- uh, trained pastry chef, which oh. most people are like, how <laughs> did you go from pastry chef to social media expert? I feel like that's an interesting story, maybe. Um, so I moved to Texas from Montana in order to open up a bakery. I wanted to capitalize on the wedding market and do the whole thing. And when I moved here, I realized if I wanted to do pastry for the rest of my life, I had to be okay with earning about $13 an hour forever. (laughs) And I wasn't ready for that. So I got an additional degree at UT. And with that, I had to have a internship. And so I found an internship at a software company. And just by luck, the woman that was ahead of me, that was like my boss, They let her go and they gave me her job within my like second week of employment. So I went from no experience (laughs) to being an intern to having a full-time job. Um, And so when people are like, how did you go from pastry to social media? It truly was by luck. That might be the shortest internship in recorded (laughs) history. That's very Two weeks, two week internship. And here we are now. Yes. For anyone who's never had an internship before, I can tell you... (laughs) Not usually the case, in my experience, at least, have to toil right. a lot more, yeah, but well done, well done. Yes. And you, I assume, immediately, day one, knew everything and <laughs> and thrived? Yes. No, not, not at all. Actually, I really started more on the technical side of social media, working like with the fundamentals of the API. That blossomed into working with some household names, and we are talking names that everybody would know even in other countries um i'm not at liberty to talk about them (laughs) once we turn off the camera i'll tell you everything excellent but i've worked with some big names very big names and a lot of times people would say you know where's your social media account like where's your instagram and i just think i was so absorbed in helping other people with theirs that it didn't even occur to me that i needed to focus on mine so i started my account and the next thing i know i'm quitting my full-time job 
I am doing social media consulting full time. I have wonderful students. I actually <laughs> see some of them on the Ooh. live. Uh, and it's there will be a quiz at the yeah, end. Yeah, there's going to be a quiz <laughs> later. Um, and it's so incredible to like see the journey that social media has brought to me. Like it's changed my life and people think of it so negatively sometimes. And I don't have that perspective at all. I have such a positive view of social media awesome. and what it can bring. I like it. Do you, I remember, someone asked me this recently and I do not at all. Do you remember your very first tweet or post on Instagram? Of course I remember oh, my first that's post. better than me. Yeah. It was a <laughs> cell phone photo at one in a million and it was of the uh, one in a million taco, I, whatever it, whatever it's <laughs> called. And it's such a bad photo, but I've left it on my Instagram timeline because <laughs> it is so important to me to be like, I made every mistake in the book initially because I needed to get my sea legs. And now seeing where it's gone and what it's yeah. turned into is a radical transformation. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we first met when you were still, you're still so small. You were still yes. affordable ATX for I stars. Know. Yes, and Le- This is true. Yeah. Joey was the first foodie I ever met up with. We Ooh. went to She's Not Here for happy hour. I got terrible photos because... I didn't know what I was doing and never used them, actually. And yeah, you were one of the first foodies I ever met up with. Well, I'm honored. Yes. Thank you. I did use one of those photos (laughs) using your camera. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I shouldn't invest in a better camera. See, social media being a positive thing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Should go back to she's not that well now. There's so many other places too. So I know. Yeah, it's expensive there, not gonna lie. <laughs> I love it, but it's pricey. <laughs> yeah. Good looking drinks though. Oh, that's if true. You're if you're doing it for a good photo. <laughs> Although we've got we've got good drinks here too. Texas Which wine. Isn't too bad. Yes. Uh one of the very interesting things since I've quit my job, and I don't talk about this a lot because I definitely think that it can be misinterpreted, is launching, quitting my full-time job, I was making six figures. I have been able to clear way more than that using social media. So when people think about making that leap or, or transforming their lives via social, I feel like I am the perfect example of what happens because I'm not, uh, I don't have 10 million followers. I'm not a fashionista. I'm not doing all of these things, but I've been I able to disagree with the fashionista part. <laughs> I feel like you've got very stylish. Okay. I'm like Rue outfits, 21 yeah, or like forever 21 <laughs> style. It's not that great. Um, but yeah, you know, people think that these realities on social are only held for people that have a bajillion followers and it's just simply not true. It's not true at all. I love it. I love it. And we're, I mean, I assume there's still like a little bit of hesitation though when you're quitting a full-time job. So what, like, take us into the moments. August 1st, you're like, hey, boss, what what next? <laughs> yes. So boss, if you're watching me, uh, <laughs> old boss, if you're watching me, I had been working on my side projects for a very long time. But there were a lot of fundamentals, especially with healthcare, understanding if I could still afford my home, (laughs) that I had to think about like a true adult. You know, you had to really put those things together. Thankfully, I have a fiance that really, truly wanted to support the mission. And he really wanted to support me to become a business owner because he knew that that would truly make me happy. So we came up with a plan We organized it. We came up with like the three-month plan. And then I was able to go live on August 1st. 
But prior to that, I had laid a lot of groundwork financially and just understanding my business model so that it wasn't just like, today I'm shutting up shop and then (laughs) opening a business and let's see what happens. Proof of concept. Yes. I think that's something that I admire about your whole like brand in general is, is everything seems to have strategy behind it, which I think can be an issue sometimes. I mean, I, there's certainly been times where I'm just like, oh, I like this. I'm going to throw it up here. But it's not. There's there's no real thought behind it other than that. Um, but you are a lot more deliberate. And I think that's why you've been very successful. <laughs> it's very true. And here's the problem, though. I'll call it a problem, <laughs> is I think about things so strategically that sometimes I forget the f- the fun, like what the fun can actually look like for other people. So when I'm teaching my students, now I'm trying to take a step back and and see it through the lens of this should be more of like a fun creative outlet and not always a strategic move forward. The best piece of advice I have for anyone who's trying to grow online is if you treat it like a hobby, it'll remain a hobby. And there's nothing wrong with having this as a hobby. However, if you want to turn it into a business, you have to treat what you're doing on social like it's a job. And I chose to go that route and was able to morph that into an actual career. I like it. Do you have a teaching voice when you're when you're teaching folks? You kind of get a little a little cadence. <laughs> I you know, sometimes I do. I really love public speaking and being on stage and doing all of that. So I think the light comes on a little bit. It might surprise people, but I'm an introvert and I'm really a homebody. I'm not this explosive personality. You you haven't left the couch for six days prior to that. (laughs) Pretty, I mean, pretty much. I've been working on a new course, so I have been, been trapped, but I feel like I come alive on my Instagram. And so in a lot of ways, this feeds me as well. I like that. And you mentioned public speaking. What's your, your favorite event that you've done? So my favorite event that I have done hasn't actually happened yet. On October 19th, I'm speaking at the Spin-Up Drone Conference alongside NASA astronauts. What? Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I I don't know really how to angle the social media for people (laughs) who love drones, but it is an honor to even be considered to speak with people who have made that type of name for themselves, like astronauts. I mean, what we're doing is completely different. (laughs) But I used to be a college recruiter. So I would have to speak in front of thousands of people all the time. And I actually spoke on art and finding your creative passions. And so while maybe some parents were like, stop, don't talk about that. (laughs) I was like, this is truly um, something I'm really passionate about. And so I loved doing that. (laughs) So as someone who speaks at these public events, um, I'll recall the old Seinfeld uh, stand-up bit where he's saying how uh, the number one fear in life is public speaking, number two is death. So you'd rather be at a funeral, you'd rather be in the casket than doing the <laughs> eulogy. Uh, and I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, and I had a professor in college for a public speaking class that would literally shake out everything. She'd go, yeah, and like shake her arms and legs. And it is ridiculous, but it works. When it, like Anytime I have to give a presentation at work or anything, works wonders. Just don't let people see you do it or they'll... They might think some things, but I'm, um, so what, what tips have you learned being a, a professional speaker? <laughs> so as an introvert, I thought that getting up on stage would be a gigantic fear of mine. 
However, I think it's much more scary to be on the floor having to shake hands, kiss babies, and make small talk, which as an introvert is like, so being up on stage for me is almost easier because I'm a party of one. However, if I'm speaking to anybody, um, my biggest piece of advice on public speaking is to be overprepared. I truly go through my speech 1,000 times because I I know that when I get up there, it's a huge opportunity for my brand, my business, and to really convey a powerful message. So I don't want to be the person that's fumbling through it. I, I view it as like a learning opportunity for other people. So I make the notes, I write it out in full, and then I turn it back into bullet points so that I know it backwards and forwards so when I get up there, I can just do it. But I often black out and I don't remember what happened. <laughs> and then I wake up and I'm like, and that was the speech, everybody. <laughs> so, you know, being prepared is is cliche as it sounds. It's true. But yeah, because then you black out and it's like, I can do Auto-pilot. this. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, has Have you actually had to kiss babies at any of these events? <laughs> no. You know what? I've only held a baby three times my entire life. What? Yeah. Come to our office anytime. There will usually be a baby there. And okay. You get to I can't it. wait. There's always a line. I shake. You know what scares me more? Yeah. I could talk to 10,000 people in a room holding a newborn infant. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. That would be, yeah, that'd be terrifying. Oh, whew. Especially in a room of 10,000 people. <laughs> They're just like, what if she drops that? Uh, have you gotten any truly awful handshakes? Ooh, you know, nothing worse than a limp noodle handshake. I don't need it to become, you know, come in powerful and be a little aggressive. But there's something in a handshake. You know, if someone means business or they don't with their handshake. Uh, Also, you got to look someone in the eye when you give them a handshake. That's what I always do as well. That's good. That's good. I just was chatting with someone that's a recruiter and she says that she always teaches prospective hires how to handshake. And she says, you won't believe how bad it is. And she's like, it's just look them in the eye, three pumps, say their name, wait for everyone else to sit. And then you sit down. She's like, I'll have some people coming in. They're grabbing like the middle of the arm or like just the fingertips. And I'm like, who? Like, do you never shake hands? Like how? I wonder if it's nerves where people just go in for it and then they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, and next thing they know, they're like swiping your elbow and it's yeah. a very awkward like exchange. your shoulder and not breaking <laughs> eye contact for several minutes. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very the, the eye contact helps me also feel like I'm asserting my place because, again, as an introvert, like I don't want to do that. But if I look down, then I feel even more awkward where I'm like, oh, didn't even look <laughs> him in the eye. Like now I've screwed it up. So I'm like, hello, I'm Dre. Shake, look in the eye. Three pumps is a lot, though. Come on now. Hmm? I think two, yeah. yeah. I think a good uh, yeah. one, too. <laughs> doing it as I say. I was talking to someone on the phone about this as well and was doing it like while I'm walking around the neighborhood, just like. <laughs> like Chubb's Hoppy Gilmore yeah. wooden hand. <laughs> exactly. Have you come across any wooden hands? Hopefully not. No, that, no, not recently. Yeah. Not this year. <laughs> 2017 was a real, real yeah. wooden hand year, though. So you alluded to this that you've got uh, a course that you were working on what can you can you tell us about it it might be live by the time this airs but (laughs) yeah it'll be magical so I have two different signature programs under time of Dre one is impact to income which is about monetizing your message and my newest one is called illuminate and elevate which is a personal branding program made for social we do touch on beyond social but it's 
for people who want to grow on social. And here's the interesting thing. With all things business, having a personal brand is the difference between why Bob got the promotion and you didn't and why Tina gets asked to come, you know, speak in front of the board and you didn't. It's because they have more visibility and more elevation than you do with their personal brand. It doesn't mean they're better. This is why Katy Perry has a career. Is she an amazing singer? (laughs) No, but she has an incredible personal brand that people love to be around. So Illuminate and Elevate is all about how to truly identify your personal brand in a strategic way that you can hone and master and put out onto social. 2020 is a huge year for social. Over 1 billion active users on Instagram. And if you don't have something that makes you truly different that you're asserting every day, you're not going to stand out at all. I mean, there's a million foodies. There's a million photographers. Just in Austin alone. I mean, absolutely. Um, And in business, of course. So if you don't have that stamp on your name and like that visibility with the people around you, that, you know, you're going to get passed over for opportunities in all areas of life. And I think that's a really good point of like, like you can tell, like I can tell when it's your post, like without seeing your name. I'm like, that's a Dre post. Like the the colors, the positioning, the framing of it, it's very distinctly your style. And I think that, as you're saying, how social is going to be so huge in 2020. Yes. It's ar- already huge. It's only getting bigger. You need the way to stand out. Absolutely. I really truly feel that people who are not getting ahead of this concept of personal branding. And here's the thing. This is in your career as well. This applies to all areas of your life. And when I bring this concept up, people are like, yeah, that's something I'll focus on like someday. The reality is, is you have a personal brand forming around you right now. Like people are making assumptions about you. They're learning about you in your business life, what you're putting onto social, and they're creating your personal brand on your behalf. Wouldn't you rather have control over that and have it go in the direction in which you prefer for your career success or your success online? And that's why I developed the program is because so many people are like, is this like an airy concept that I just don't even need to think about? And I'm like, no, you (laughs) want to flip the table. Yeah. You want to market your product or service like you want to market yourself. It's the same concept. People want to work with people that are sexy, like their product is sexy, their services are sexy. And if you're not putting that out there, why would I hire you? You know, you don't have that flash. You don't have that extra level that I need. Like it. I like it. Getting real. Yeah. This is what we need to hear. (laughs) Tough love. Yes, yes, yes. And are there uh, sort of similar, I mean, you just kind of went over everything as a whole there, but are there similar sort of challenges that you're seeing people coming into the course with? I think the people that are coming into the personal branding course know that they are a service provider or somebody who needs to elevate their visibility. That means they're drowning in the sea of competition or clutter, and they know that they have something special that they want to step into in order to have that extra visibility online. So, what I commend these people for is they've understood the value of personal branding. We have people that are in um, like hairstylists. And that is one thing where a lot of people can cut hair. But there is a reason that the, some people get $200 per cut, mm-hmm. work at the top salon and drive a Ferrari where other people work at Supercuts. It's talent, of course, but also personal branding. Like the image that you've created is huge. Again, why Katy Perry has a job and your local church singer 
isn't Katy Perry. <laughs> you know, it's because she has that visibility and that cool persona around her. Do you have a favorite Katy Perry song? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is how we do. Oh, yeah, I love wow. that song. <laughs> Outside the box. Mine is California Girls, which is probably the most basic one. But that's very basic. You're, I know. As you drink maybe the rose. Maybe hot and cold. Maybe hot and cold. Yeah. Also basic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I think I just I'm like, not a singer. Yeah. <laughs> I like calling people psycho bitches or whatever she says. Yeah. It's fun times. Fun times. Yes. Kath, old Kathleen Perry. Oh, last Friday night's really good too. Sorry. Now we're just going down. Yeah. A dark, now dark we're road. a dark path. Dark path. Dark path. So do you have a. Uh, further further things on the docket or has this been keeping you fairly busy oh boy are we not allowed to say are we getting boy, a scoop do i ever have Ooh. some things on the docket yeah. scoops. so i've been booked out with one-on-one coaching for the entire year of 2019 so the personal branding program is my new thing which i love but i'm also going to be relaunching my monetization program but i'm also going to be doing a membership site, which is going to be a very low dollar, but high value membership where people will be able to get trainings from me, caption prompts, hashtag vaults, all of the good things that I am strong in. Uh, They'll be able to get that every month. So that will be coming in the next couple of months. But I'm just so excited to keep serving people and like keep doing my thing on social. It's awesome. Yeah, you're always so like I, I mean i'm sure everyone checks out your stories uh but they are always so thorough and so good mine are like i w- you know went to raisin canes and forgot to ask for chicken <laughs> okay but the cane yeah. sauce though the, oh, the cane, cane sauce, sauce is so good <laughs> yeah you know when i think about my instagram i really do think about it like a resume i'm trying to put my best foot forward i'm trying to have fun of course but um I, I view it for, through the lens of like, this is what I'm putting out into the world and I want to be proud of it. So when people are having more fun with it, I cheer them along and I think it's amazing. But um, maybe I'm a little too serious sometimes. <laughs> you did give me a stern talking to yeah. off camera. I'm glad that wasn't yeah. broadcast. That was, oof. was Don't you ever <laughs> do that again. There's a lot of broken glass on the floor. Yeah, lots yeah. of broken glass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably why he's just trying to get at it. I don't need any of this. I don't need this. Um, so as you mentioned, you can talk social media all day, mm-hmm. every day. But let's say I am young. I hope I'd look young at least. <laughs> Vibrant. But I like want I want to take my social game to the next level. What are three things I can do right now? Yeah. I mean not like during the recording, but of like course. after yeah, after we're done. So if you want to up your game on social media, there are a few things that you need to start with. One is you need to be very clear on who you're actually speaking to. And this sounds cliche, but when we're talking about understanding who your ideal audience is, this person has a name. They have a thing that they like to do on a Friday night. You know what car they drive. Like we have a deep understanding of who we want to serve. There is a phrase that I like to use. It's called right for the whale. And that means pick your ideal person and write as if you are writing your posts for them. Don't worry about everyone else. They're going to they're going to pile in. You're going to get other people who join the join the party, but you need to write your content as if it's for that one person that you dream of having follow you. The next thing is that you need to have at least decent photos. I mean, 
there we're all going to have different understandings of what decent means to us, but Instagram is a visual platform. If you are not be, being able to put out at least B-level content or higher, it's just not going to perform well no matter what strategies or ideas that you use. It's just a fact. So really making sure that you are editing your photos, that you're keeping an eye on them, that you're trying your best with them, that is huge. And then last is really truly understanding the hashtags that you need to be using. Most people think that hashtags bigger the better. They're thinking... I'll use hashtag happy because it's been used 20 million times. This is great. It's like you didn't use it at all because (laughs) it's so big. So for your average person, your average user who's got under 2,000 followers, you would never want to use a hashtag really over 800K uses. Um, And then use 30 hashtags every single time. So those are my three pieces of advice that I think people need to sit with themselves and be like, if this is a fun and games... That's fine. It'll remain fun and games. But if you really want to up level, you have to really think about who you're speaking to and how you're serving them. I uh, would just like to add that the uh, bigger hashtags, I thought you meant like super long words. And then I was like, (laughs) my dad could use that advice as well because he'll throw in words like with apostrophes in it and then it cuts off the hashtag. But he's also, again, he's doing it for fun. Yeah. That's a beginner level mistake that yes. even sometimes I don't like consider. So <laughs> yeah, you got the most. Yeah, I'm stuff. like, don't put a posture. But you know, it's a good point. Like there are people that are, are starting from square one. So mm-hmm. that's fair. I really like the um, the running for the whale too. Just having a persona and like, yeah, you can think like. Oh, I'm writing for 25 to 44 year olds who will drive a Saturn. No, that's even too specific. Like 25 to 44, like marketing professionals or whatever. But it's like, no, when you have it written out, it's like, what are their biggest challenges at work? What are their fears? What's their interests? Like really nailing that down, I think is so huge. The value driven content strategy is the game, truly the game changer for anybody. Unless you are Kim Kardashian and you are just a beautiful human being that can post your face and that's all you need to do, the rest of us, normal human beings, we need to find something in which we are solving a problem for another person out there in the world. So when we're talking about like the persona, we need to understand what kind of froyo they order. Like that's what I tell people. Are they ordering the vanilla with like the fruit on top or are they ordering the chocolate swirl with Oreos crunched on top. Those are two different types of people. And we need to understand that we are solving a problem for another human being, whether it's inspiration, entertainment, or education. And the more specific we can get on serving their needs, the better your account will do over time. What are you ordering, frozen yogurt? Oh, I am absolutely getting like the cookie dough or the cookies and cream or like the dulce de leche. And then I always put rainbow sprinkles and Oreos on top, no matter what. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds phenomenal. I, my personality yeah, in a nutshell. That, that is accurate. <laughs> I also need to give a shot. This is more uh, ice cream. But uh, thank you to Shruthi from The Honest ah, Truth. I, I won Shruthi. her uh, Frozen Rolls Creamery ice cream for a month contest. Y'all, if you go into the same establishment every day for a month, you'll become very popular there. Fun fact. And uh, that's what I did <laughs> and got ice cream every day for a month. And their ice cream is so good. I would used, recommend. I used to get their, um, they have a blue color. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but yes. You have become a regular at a great spot. Frozen Rolls Creamery, I love you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for being so close to our office as well. Always enjoyable. Well, did we we miss everything? Did we cover it all? Everyone's an expert now? Well, no, after they 
after I join your courses. Yes. I'm an expert. I would love it if you had followed me at Time of Dre on Instagram. I give out free social media advice every single day. I have tons of free resources. Of course, if you want to work with me, that's even better. But there are plenty of things that you can find for free on my account. And a website as well, if they want to, if they want to pursue more than just the gram. Yes, um, the link in my bio actually will take you to the correct resources. So go ahead and find me there. Shouldn't have been surprised. Of course, <laughs> you're on top of it. Uh, I'm going to end with a joke as I do every episode. Are you a Harry Potter fan? I have seen all the movies. Okay. I feel like I've I've probably told this joke before, but I don't remember the last time I did it on the podcast, so I'll do it here. Uh, what's Harry Potter's favorite method of getting down a hill? Rolling. Walk, walking. JK, rolling. <laughs> you're in class. You're in class. I like it. Oh, my gosh. I almost walked myself into knowing the answer to that joke. Ah. Uh, I have a good, a good uh, Harry Potter pickup line, too, since I've used it. If you ever, I mean, you're engaged, so you probably don't need it, but yeah. just in case. Okay. I, do you play Quidditch? Because you look like a keeper to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst. You know what my favorite pickup line is? This is the best pickup line I've ever got. I was walking down the street, and someone was like, ma'am, ma'am, you dropped something. And I turned around, and I was like, oh, really? And he had this thing in his hand, and I was like, oh, I, maybe I did. And it was his card with his name on it. And I obviously was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call you. I'm not gonna do this. But it was very clever. I was like, wow, how much planning or how quick witted do you have to be to be like, I've got it. I'm ready to go. Like it was crazy. Uh, every once in a while, this just reminded me of another pickup line. We're ending with pickup lines. So everyone that is looking for dates, we got you covered. I sometimes I'll peruse the depths of Reddit. Yeah. Not the depths. It's more the, dun, dun, the dun. skim, the, the surface, the surface yeah. part. The depths can get real bad. But there was one where it was like, what's like a good pickup line was the question. And someone, just the way they wrote it out was very funny. They were like, gather a bunch of limes. And then it was like, go to a bar, find someone you're interested in, drop limes at their feet, <laughs> bend over to start picking them up, but struggle to pick them up. And then wait till they notice. And they were like, this might take 30 minutes. <laughs> and then once they do, you go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm bad at pickup limes. <laughs> if anyone ever did that, I would be terrified of their level of planning for something like that. <laughs> I'd try to at least get a lime. Yeah. And then well, cook with it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Magical. Well, Dre, thank you so much for thank hopping you. on. This and is for great. adding to the, the joke at the end. Normally, it's just a joke and people are like, you're dumb. And I got to always insert myself in there, I guess. Love it. (laughs) Get after it today, people.